It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And what's up, baseball fans? Welcome to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast, season number five, episode eight, and it's all on May 31st, 2022, Memorial Day weekend. We got a lot of teams in first place, but we took a little week off because family came in town. We had to celebrate with people, and uh, you know, we, we just had, had to take a jump there, but it's always a lot of fun to be here every Tuesday night recording, posting it Wednesday morning. But uh, what can I tell you? It's the coach, Carl Demosity, of course. My good buddy, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. Well, you got the family out of town. You're back ready to talk some baseball? How's it going, I'm big guy? Ready. I'm always ready to talk some ball, coach. Yeah, here we go. Eight episodes already. I can't believe it. A lot of action going around in both leagues right now, and I think we're going to cover it all tonight. And once again, we can't forget our sponsor. We got to thank our sponsor, Coach's Corner, because we're part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. That's right, five shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network, Wednesday night from 6 to 8, live on YouTube, on Facebook, rub it and grub it. Go check it out. Brandon Bain talks all, thing NAS- all things NASCAR with the producer, Lawrence Bennett. Then yours truly on Saturday mornings from 9 to roughly about 10, 15, 10, 30 with the Call of Boston Sports Sport. Then the show that only goes live once a year, and it's on YouTube, the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. Check it out. All things Masters, all things from Augusta. Five straight days. I don't know how these guys do it. We do it once every week or try to do it once every week. It's pretty tough. But those guys went five days. That's the 19th hole on YouTube. Go check it out. And two podcasts. The Young Bucks, Travis Jadon and Spencer Maddox doing the Hot Grits podcast. Episode 117 has been posted. Go check it out. Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, they're doing it. And, of course, yours truly, the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach and the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson. All right, we play four innings. We go around the horn. We talk Major League Baseball races, divisions. Then we go, to, of course, to talk the Braves. We're chopping the Braves news. Very inconsistent, but we're not with the Braves. Then thing number three, we talk about the Bananas, Savannah Bananas, 2-0 in the Coastal Plain League start. And we talk about the local guys that were in Major League Baseball or trying to make it to the big leagues. And then we finish it off with the trivia between the coach and the fanatic in inning number four. All right, inning number one. Let's go around the horn. All right, we're going to give you the division leaders, but tonight we're going to give you our choice for the best player in that division. And let's start out in the junior circuit. That's, of course, in the American League. When did the American League start playing baseball? I do believe it was 1901. And when was the uh, National League? When the National League started? 1876. Give me a hard one. We're not doing (laughs) trivia, but I knew we would know that. Okay, so let's start in the American League East, the Yankees. 33-15, 33-15, and 15, five games in front of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, we have three teams over 500, two that aren't. I'm telling you right now, looking at a lot of these divisions, there are a lot of bo- baseball teams playing under 500. But who's your best player in that division? Uh, right now, I got to go with probably my most exciting player in the East, and that is here comes the judge. Aaron Judge hitting bombs. He's got 18 right now. He's getting on base. He's playing great defense. I mean, five minutes ago, he just stole. He just went back and took a home run away from one of the most exciting players in all of baseball, two-way star, Shohei Otani. I'm going Aaron Judge all the way. 
I can't complain. That was my choice too. So we're one for one. There's no hey, difference there right there. Here comes the judge. All right, let's go to the American League Central. Minnesota Twinkies on top, okay, with a record of 30 and 20. White Sox are 23 and 23. I think the most disappointing team right now in baseball. And then yep. everybody else is below 500. In that division, I got Louis, Luis Arizar as my first pick. Yeah, Louis Arias, uh, great player right now. Absolutely uh, crushing it right now for the Twinkies. And, um, you know, they've, they've had kind of a rough week, but he is a really exciting young player. If you don't have the chance, if you don't have MLB Network, I mean, get it. Watch this kid play. He's crushing it right now. So who did you have? I got to go with uh, I got to go with J-Ram right now. A portrait of consistency. He's the player of the week in the American League right now. 348 batting average. He's crushing it right now. He's got 51 RBIs already. Come on. 51 RBI. Pardon me. And 13 home runs. He signed that extension. He loves playing in Cleveland. He's had himself a great 10 days. So, um, yeah, over the last 10 days, geez, he's knocked in 11 right there. So, uh, you know, he continues to be like – he continues to be a great player. And he's one of the last remaining pieces from that great American League championship team from 2016. Yeah, but he left and came back. So, uh, you know, he's been around the corner, Mr. Ramirez. So, But that's a good choice. I'll give you that. All right, let's go out to the far west, the far west coast. Okay, the Astros in first place, 31 and 18, behind the Angels, who are 27 22. Astros are four games up. Once again, three teams on the 500 at the division. Yep. But I'm, I'm going to go. Let's catch the fish. I'm going to go with the Jersey boy, Mike Trout. Right now, he's having a phenomenal year. I know everybody wants to talk about Atani, but I'm going with the Trout. I'm going with the fish man. Well, it's a healthy Mike Trout right now. And I mean, he's number one in on base plus slugging. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's fourth in home runs. He continues to put up consistent numbers every year. The the two-headed monster of Otani and Trout is so much fun to watch, but they've cooled off a little bit. But so far, I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, baseball is better when Mike Trout is at his healthiest and at his peak. I'm in complete agreement with you on that, Coach. But you know what? I, I, I was always going to say Altuve. <laughs> ah, I was about to say Mr. Astros right there. Oh, he, he's off to an unbelievable uh, start, especially in the month of May. I was about to say, they've owned the month of May, and as the Angels have cooled off a little bit, they have really stamped their ticket uh, to be the top of the AL West. They get a four-game lead right now. All right, let's stay on the West Coast. Let's jump to the senior circuit. Uh, we're going to stay out in the NL West. All right, Dodgers, 33 and 15, the Padres, 30 and 18, the Giants, 26 and 21. And then, of course, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are pulling up the rear. Uh, I got to go. Well, I'll let you go first this time. Let, let, let's let's the fanatic go first this time. Who's your best I mean, player in that division so far? Okay, the most exciting player for me, and I best. think the best, best player. Best. best. All right, fine. You want that? I think the most exciting and the best player. He's healthy. He gives you the glove. He gives you the bat. He's got 15 bombs already. It's Mookie Betts. Big number 50 out there in right field. He can play all over the outfield right now. And, I mean, I love this guy. I loved him when he came over from Boston. He continues to be a highlight reel for one of the arguably the best team in baseball right now. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going with Mookie, too. I, was gonna, I didn't I think was, we were going to have a lot of arguments on this. Thing. I was going to say Mookie, Mookie, but I wanted to see if you like Mookie. Just like Angela likes Mookie, we like Mookie, okay? I was about to say, your eyes lit up. My my wonderful wife-to-be, your eyes lit up. It's like, who are you picking in the West? Is it Mookie? You better believe it. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go to the NL Central. I know who hands downs for me, but let's hear you go. You know what? 
the Brew Crew is head and shoulders above everybody else right now. The numbers alone, out of one of the most dominant relievers, basically, you can come in right now. I already see that face right there. We're thinking the same thing. Zero earned runs in only 16 innings. That man has 18 saves in 18 appearances. It's big number 71, Josh Hader. It kills me. He did it twice to me in my cubbies yesterday. But, hey, you can't fault talent, and that guy is lights out. He comes in the eighth or ninth inning, forget about it, pack up and go home. What are you trying to be Italian? Forget about it. Come on. Forget, forget about, about it. it. Okay. I've so been hanging out with you for too long. <laughs> All right. So the, the Brewers are in first place, 32 and 18. They're followed by the Cardinals at 27-21. Everybody else is on the 500. Yes, my choice is Josh Hader. Hey, so that's three out of five so far that we're thinking alike here. All right. We got to go to the NL East. I got to be honest with you. I can't come up with anybody. Really? I, maybe McNeil from the Mets, but I can't come up with anybody in the, AL, in the NL East. Nobody, go, nobody excites me. No, nobody's blowing out of the water. Okay, he may not be blowing you away in batting average, which I still think is an overrated stat, but I like the polar bear and Pete Alonzo. He's putting the power together for the team in Queens. I He has impressed me the most of a Mets team that still finds a way to win despite losing Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. They're still finding ways to win. And uh, by the way, since you mentioned Jeff McNeil, did you watch that little clip the other day? Some fans chirping him a little bit. What is He goes, you have no power. You can't hit. What did he do? Went yard. So uh, that's, why, that's, why, that's why he wears number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So that's that's around the horn with the division uh, standings, of course, with a little fun throwing the best player from each divisions. So we'll see if that holds up to the all-star break, if uh, these guys still stay hot or they, they're not going to be hot. So uh, anyone. I didn't, think we'd, I didn't think we'd agree that much. I'm just last point. I didn't think we'd agree that much, but all right. Inter, any number ones in the books. Sorry to interrupt. Hey, great, great brains think alike, buddy. That's what we do. We've been doing this for five years. What we do. That's why we're doing this for five years. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you want me to say capiche? Forget capiche. about it. You want me to do okay, that? Pa- okay, Paisan. Okay. If you just. <laughs> Not even close, just, dude. You tuned in. You're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the soon to be baseball Italian fanatic, Kyle oh. Wilson. So we're, we're, we're getting pretty tough here. So, inning number two, we go to the Braves. We're chopping the Braves, and I'm going to start off with. You win one, you lose one. You win one, you lose one. You win two, you lose two. They're consistent, but they can't win a series. They can't get over the hump. Why are they so inconsistent, Mr. Baseball Fanatic? I got to tell you, I don't know because you know the bats are always going to be red hot right now. We're still sitting three games below 500. Nine and a half back from the uh, that gang from Queens known as the Mets. You know, Austin, you know, Riley and Matt Olson. You know, Matt Olson's leading the National League right now in doubles right now. They can hit. Inconsistent pitching is what what is killing me right now. You get a great start, you know, for Max Freed the other day. And then, you know, right now they're currently on a West Coast swing after taking the last game against the Marlins right now, and they dropped that first one. And I'm sorry, bad defense and inconsistent pitching has been the Achilles heel for the Braves, and I hate to see it with a team with that much talent. That's what I can tell you about the first two months of the Braves. I know, you know, but, you know, can, can, okay, I, I am a Braves fan, and I'll say it till the end of the season, you can't give up. It's too early with this Absolutely team. Absolutely not. You don't know what the Mets, I mean, the Mets are going to do. So, <laughs> I mean, 
you know, Buck Showalter has turned the culture around very quickly in that clubhouse. Your of big course. stars aren't doing anything, but the Braves aren't gaining any ground. Like you said, nine, they were eight and a half going into today. They're nine back now. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But the Braves can't put a winning streak together. They they win one, they lose one. They win two, they can't win three. It's just inconsistent, yes, with the pitching. The only thing that's good about the Braves right now in pitching department is their acquisition to be the closer. Absolutely. And, I mean, tell me a little bit. I mean, I want to hear a little bit of your thoughts on this gentleman. On, on who, Hanley? Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. I mean, you know I, what I mean, you're going to get from 74. Right. And, I mean, he's going to come in, he's going to close the door, but the Braves can't lead to do it. They can't do it. So he's, sit, he's sitting on his rear end at Truist Park and he's not able to get in there to do anything because they haven't been had a game of consequence, you know, enough times for him to go in there and get those final three outs. And it's very frustrating. Um, I will say, go ahead, go ahead. I was just, no, no, no. Finish your point. Cause I got one positive here. I want to talk to you. No, talk about your positive. Cause then we're going to go to the minor leagues. Okay. Very much so. All right. So Spencer Strider, he gets called up. He gets his first major, major league start the other day. That's a tough L due to bad D from Ozuna. You know what you're getting from him. And thank goodness there's the DL and the, the uh, excuse me, the DH in the National League. And Matt Olson on back to back plays, that was basically the death knell for that game. Brian Stetker was very impressed with this young man who could be a swing man or get a start. And I mean, that's great. I want you to come up and, you know, get good starts right there. But you got guys with all star caliber talent that are not delivering. Underachieving is the best way I can describe this club. Back to you. What you got? All right. Quickly, uh, yeah, we, we got plenty of time here. My point number two, what do we have in the farm system? We gave everything away when we got Matt Olson, and we're down to like the 27th best farm system in in major leagues. What do we got coming up? Well, and that's, that's the frustrating part is when you want to win, and I've experienced this with my club, is that you do trade for the big pieces to get you in your window to continue to contend. And, I mean, you look back and you could say woulda, coulda, shoulda about a lot of these things, but they've given away a lot of great pieces right now. You're not exactly ringing the phone right now for guys to come up from Gwinnett and Mississippi, respectively, right now. And there is not a lot of help coming. Basically, what you're going to want to do if you want to continue to contend, you're looking at it. You want to see good good appearances from your pitching staff. You want your offense to continue to produce and, I mean, you're. this is what you have right now. You can't go down and pick up the next great Braves, you know, pitcher or batter from AAA or AA because they're just not there. Well, they brought up Harris. And that was a lot of fun. Man, that yes. kid, good, strong athlete. He looked oh. like he belonged there. He went up there, made a dynamite catch, you know, got his first base hit. And uh, we'll see. I mean, they gave, I mean, they needed to give the kid a chance. And, um, yeah, his whole story is great. If you haven't read it, go to MLB.com and read up on Mr. Harris II. Um, really neat guy, a lot of speed. He can hit. And um, really good surprise, you know, story. But limited sample size, he's only had that one series. But he was not who I expected to come up from the minor leagues and make an appearance – or, excuse me, make an impression this quickly. Who would you think would come up and make it quick? So quickly? I didn't. Your guess is as good as mine. It's it's tough when when I I mean I can't I can't come up with a uh, a top notch minor league 
player in their farm system right now, like we were doing last year. So, uh, you know, oh, it was pretty easy. Right. So, all right. So you think there's going to be any uh, major trades before the trade line deadline or you think the uh, Braves are going to stick with what they got? I think you need to strict stick with what you got. I mean, I think, you know, and, you know, Alex Anthopoulos and the rest of the front office, they're going to have to figure out what incremental moves can you find you know, one to keep a team healthy, you know, in the bullpen, you maybe get a bat off the bench, but I don't see them going for broke on anybody. They already did that in the offseason with Matt Olson. This Braves club, whether it's healthy or, you know, on the field, excuse me, injured or on the field, this is what you have. You're looking at it. Well, he's going to have to work some magic the way it's going now, which, you know, I know I, I jumped the gun. My last point, which we got about three minutes le- left in this inning, we're playing banana ball, two-hour time limit. No, uh, we're not going to keep the hours. fans focused here, right. Coach. I mean, nine games back. I mean, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. To, 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 you know, you got to worry about it. It is, but also with expanded playoffs. I don't read too much into that right now. Injuries can happen, and you're, you're, we are one day away from the 1st of June. Don't panic until July. I feel like we've been saying this for the last three years with this club, and I still feel like there's time to turn things around. If you can't catch up with the Mets, you can still find a way to get into the playoffs. And all. what, what do I always say? Get into the dance. Anything can happen. Oh, you always want, you May always 31st. Want, you always want to get into the second season. But you know what I know. We, 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 we're we're – we're, we're baseball fanatics. We follow social media. We follow all these, uh, you know, uh, at the athletics, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, uh, Major League Baseball. And, you know, you listen and you watch the tweets by all the Braves fans. It's like, uh-oh, nine games back. We're in trouble. But like you said, it's May 31st. And, you know, like this, the, the manager says, Mr. Snicker, I don't look to the paper till after July 4th. So then, then you go from there. And I'm 100% with you on that. And by the way, do yourself a favor. Never read comments on Twitter. <laughs> You're going to waste your whole day. Makes it fun, though. Oh, it does make it fun. Irritating, too. <laughs> so, Well, when do you think uh, Mike Soroka is going to come back? Uh, still looking late July, early August. We'll see what we'll be ready to. And it's going to take some time to get him stretched out with that Achilles. I still think there's a chance he could come up and contribute with the ball club. Uh, I don't know if it'll be in a starting role. I think his best bet this year might be in a swingman type of situation where he can give you four or five innings out of a bullpen. And Achilles injury is brutal, let alone two. And how do you like this? And this is something I found quick. Julio Teron yeah. is, is pitching in the Atlantic Independent League for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. The Ferry how, does a guy, how does a guy that was on top of the world drop in a year and a half like that? Uh, cause that's baseball and, uh, you get hurt, you lose your inability to locate the strike zone. You get dropped faster than you can imagine. And, so, but with a guy with his pedigree, he has still has a shot to get another run on it. That's why he's playing in the A-League. 33 and two thirds innings, a minuscule, as it's put it in this article, 1.60 ERA, a whip of 0.9992 and then a respectable, Nine and a half K out, nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings in the Atlantic Independent League. So you know, maybe maybe we'll see. Maybe we might see Julio Teron back back with the uh, Braves and quickly. You know, call before the end of the year, right? Spencer Strider was brought up. Looks like a phenomenal pitcher. We got Luke Jackson and uh, Tyler Matzek still on the injured list. So we got a lot Looking going way on. Back. All right, so that's inning number two in the books. Chopping on the Braves, and right now for me. 
They'll find a way. They always do. So, all right. <laughs> You're watching the Who's On First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and, of course, Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the Coach's Corner ne Network. You know, Coach's Corner is not just all about sports. Yes, there's a gazillion TVs, but there's a nice big stage in the backyard. Okay, oh, but yeah. this week, no live music. So uh, they'll be coming back next week. Let me get my notes here. Saturday, July 11th, they'll be with the U2.0. You know who they are for? Oh, you better believe it. One of my favorites. That'll be U2. A little bit of Bono right there. Should be a good time. They have been in the area for quite some time, and they're going to sound great in that sound garden. So if you like U2, they cover a lot of their old stuff, a little bit of the newer stuff. Great, you know, four to five piece band. You're going to love it. Okay, and that's June 11th. Go to Eventbrite. Get your tickets early now. It's going to be a packed house. U2.0, the tribute band to U2 and Mr. Bono himself. Okay, so uh, maybe maybe the baseball fanatic will make a, make a, a guest appearance there. Can't hurt. There's a very good chance. I love the music. All right, inning number three. We break down Savannah Bananas and local talent. We're going to start off with the Bananas. They're 2-0 in the Coastal Plain League. I got to give you this one, okay? Uh, the Banana Fest was outrageous, okay? I haven't talked to oh. you since then. I mean, the Banana Walk, the crowd. I mean, people are at the gate. The gates don't open until 530. They yep. start lining up at 4 o'clock. Oh, I have games, no doubt. The games don't start till 7 o'clock. So three hours, these people are waiting to get in there. And when I went in there, okay, every seed had a banana costume on it. Yes. 2,000 2, fans were dressed up as bananas. It was it was unbelievable. It was, it was a, my own. It was a treat for my own eyes. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And, uh, you know, Jesse Cole, Jared Orton, you know, that whole crew out there, they always got something up their sleeve. And uh, it's off to a great start. They're 2-0 in the Coastal Plain League where they have to play real baseball. But the show still goes on and people are still staying there. And that's the whole thing. The show never stops at the Savannah Bananas. They're up there right now coming off a 40-10 and 10 Coastal Plains League season, and now we get into the nitty-gritty. The, the challenges are done. The banana ball is done. And, I mean, they went out there. They had one last hurrah playing a little bit of banana ball. And, of course, it was the uh, Bananas premiere against the um, – the CPL team from last year and a little bit of new guys sprinkled in there. And then right. they get to finally get to work. By the way, all 24 CPL games this season at Grayson are already sold out. Sold so out. good luck on that one. I mean, if you want to go there and try and find a scalper, did, I, I, I wonder if we have scalpers here down at uh, Grayson stadium. You think so? We call them secondary markets. coach. <laughs> it's still a scalper. That's all I know. Oh, that's right. a scalper. You're going to love this. The next game was supposed to be, Tonight, yes, against the Ashboro Zookeepers. The Zookeepers, yeah, I yeah. saw that. They used I to be the, the Copperheads. Logo. They used to be the Copperheads. Yeah, they've changed everything. Hey, and I was about to say, uh, here's the reason on social media. Please, please help me with this. The Zookeepers said their stadium wasn't ready to play. Oh, they did. Now, this is the Coastal Plain League that is trying to make itself one of the top wooden bat leagues, college wooden bat leagues in America. And you have a team canceling because their stadium's not ready. And they've had so they've had uh, March, April and May to get ready for this. They changed their names. They're going to have a different, uh, you know, a different culture there. And then you say, Hey, bananas are coming in. We're going to, you know, we're, we're not ready. Can we move the game to another date? And from what I understand, they wanted to move the date to another date where the Bananas would play like 11 games in 12 days. Bananas and, said, no way. 
So it's going to be June 12th. But yeah, the Ashboro Zookeepers. I saw that. And I mean, I look at some of the names and pretty much everybody in the league has kind of altered their name to a degree, um, you know, except for the uh, Lexington County Blowfish. And they'll be taking them on tomorrow from what I can see. Yes, yes. We have the uh, Lexington County Blowfish tomorrow at home. Then we go back to back with food, fa- food fight numbers two and three on the year. The Bananas took the first one. Okay, seven to four. Now they'll be uh, in Macon on Thursday, back in uh, Grayson on Friday. So, and then they ch- they take off and they take on the Forest City Owls on Saturday. So they got a lot of games right there in a row. So it should be pretty interesting. And if you don't watch the Bananas away games on YouTube, you got to check it out. Oh Bico, yeah, Biko Scala, the broadcast broadcast entertainer for the uh, Savannah Bananas, is not allowed to show the game. So he's the wizard of the whiteboard. Yeah, you got to check it out. He does the game on a whiteboard while he's looking at the game. He's drawing, moving players back and forth. People, Kyle, people have made a magnets for each player on the Bananas team. <laughs> I love it. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's like that reminds me of something. I mean, stuff that used to happen, like when you used to have, you know, um, 80, 90 years ago when you had somebody doing, you know, a broadcast from a teletype. Yeah. Right now, and they're game recreations. <laughs> yes, you know, and that's what he's doing, and that takes such a skill. And the best thing you can do for a fan is see the game through your eyes. If you know, if you can't see it, all you can oh, do yeah. is hear it. You got to paint the picture. Biko can do that, and it's getting more impressive with each broadcast. It's like Radio Gaga. You got to imagine it through his his voice and what he's doing. You now do. He's doing it. It's pretty impressive. And the last thing about the bananas, we got two local guys that haven't played yet. Brian Meyer, who uh, went to Bryan County High School from uh, USCB, University of South Carolina, Buford. He's yep. on a team. He hasn't played yet. And they uh, are bringing in the young dude from Richmond Hill High School, Leighton Finley, who has committed to play at Georgia. So he hasn't even played a college game yet. He's on the bananas roster. So those are two local That's guys. That's impressive. From- from the Savannah area, but they haven't left their mark yet. So uh, we'll see what happens there. All right, throwing it to you. Now we go to the to, to the local guys that are uh, trying to trying to make it to the show. They're in the show, and J.B. Wendelkin, let's start. He's in the show. Yeah, he's made a handful of appearances here with the Arizona Diamondbacks over the last few days. Finally got his first W of the season. He's coming out of the pen. He's got 17 games under his belt. He's basically a one-inning guy. He's finally starting to see some action in some of some later games. Over 16 and a third innings, uh, strikeout to walk ratio right now, 10 and 7. He's finished a couple of games and uh, got his first dub of the season. And uh, it was coming against um, Kansas City. He came in the fifth inning. Uh, the D backs were able to score a run and uh, he got credited for the win. But the most important stat for me is that no earned runs in the last three appearances. And keep in mind, the last two appearances he had were against the best team in the National League in the Dodgers. He hasn't given up an run in the last five games. That's okay. His, I'm just his, looking at his last 10 days here. You are e- correct, sir. His ERA has gone from a 7.71 to a 4.97 in the last 10 games. It's pretty impressive. So he, he's doing a good job. All right, let's go now to the minor leagues. we got to go up to St. Paul, Minnesota. The St. Paul, Paul Saints with Tyler Bashler. So Ty right now is two and one, uh, got off to a great start for his first three, uh, few games coming out of the bullpen right now, 386 ERA, seven games, seven innings pitched. Um, and uh, he last pitched against Omaha. It's been um, almost two weeks right now. He came in third of an inning, 
pitched it clean, got out of there, and uh, hopefully some more good things for him. Do you have anything else on Tyler? On baseball reference, which you and I, we go everywhere you can go. I frequent it. It says minors seven-day IL list. Yeah, so I knew he was banged up a little bit, you know, coming in with the uh, 19th. I don't know too much about what he's dealing with. I didn't find out what the injury is at all either. Not a whole so, lot. Even if you go to milb.com, you don't find a whole lot about what's going on right there. It. But hopefully he'll be able to get it back because he got off to a jackrabbit start coming out of that bullpen. And, um, yeah, just want to see him get another shot in the show. All right. Let me see if I can bush, butcher this up. Don't say it. Let me finish. Josh Reddick playing down in Mexico. Mexico. All right. He's playing for the Asieros de Montoclava. Who? Go ahead. I, go ahead. I blew it, guy. You tell me. I was about to say, I thought he had left the Steelers, the Monclova Steelers. No. I thought he was – I thought we talked about a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about going to the he's, ABL. Not till November. Oh, he is going to play out there. All right. I misunderstood right, you right he's there. He's played in 28 games. He's got a 293 batting average. Uh, how, how do you say that team's name? Uh, Los Aceros, Acereros de Monclova. So I was close. Yeah, They're right. the Steelers. Right, uh, I was Acerero close. Acerero means Steelers. <laughs> so 28 games, 199 uh, at-bats, uh, 29 hits, almost 300 batting average. So, uh, I mean, he's 293. He's still there. Yeah, he's got four bombs right now. So uh, he's yeah, really picked it up rubbies. lately. And, I, um, yeah, I checked out the stats, and I, I thought he was all, like, ready to go, but I forgot. We're basically going into winter in, in Australia. So that's not going to happen. Flush the toilet backward. It's the Coriolis yeah. effect. He's playing with the big panda. Who's that? I was about to say Mr. Sandoval. There is like an island of ex-all-star misfit toys down there playing <laughs> with him <Carter>. right now. <laughs> but, no, so, I'm, he has had a killer last 10 days here. He's hitting bombs again. He's driving in runs. And, more importantly, he's getting on base. All right, let's finish this up. Uh, we'll go to the Atlantic uh, Independent League. Dom Damasi is still on the uh, injured list, disabled yep. list. He's trying to rehab that arm, so we'll see if he's going to give it another shot. Ryan Lola is still hanging up there. Yeah, he's still hanging in there. He's got 3-0 right now. Uh, had a couple of rough outings uh, his last couple times out, but that's only in 16 innings pitched over 12 games. And uh, more importantly for me, he's striking guys out oh, yeah. more than – yeah, 21 versus 11, you know, uh, versus you strike out the walk rate. And so that is his bread and butter. So only really a couple of rough outings right there, but he's getting some big innings there with the Charleston Dirty Birds. So uh, hope Dom gets back on the mound soon, gets healthy, gets back there on the rubber for starting. Ryan continues his good streak in the Atlantic League. Okay, and they both are signed to play, or Ryan's still playing and Dom's still signed to play for the Charleston Dirty Birds. Okay, Dirty so that's it for inning number three in the book. Local guys and, of course, the Savannah Bananas. Remember, as as uh, the baseball fanatic said, all home games this season are sold out. That's sad. Yeah. So if you want it's to go a to bummer, the game, but it's a good thing. Hottest ticket want, in town. If you want to go to the game, you're not going to be able to go to the game. All yeah. right. So uh, that's the end of the third inning. We're going to head into the fourth inning, which is trivia time. But you're listening to the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Don't forget, this weekend in the Soundgarden, there is no live music. So uh, the following week, June 11th, uh, Mr. Uh, Fanatics, uh, one of Mr. Fanatics' favorite bands. This guy has a plethora of knowledge for music and baseball. U2.0, which is a tribute band to who? 
you too. So go out and check it out. They put on a great show. They've been in the area for quite a while. You're going to love them. Check out eventbrite.com for tickets. You got it. You got it. And you can get tickets for that. So uh, what's anyway, so let's pack the house. All right, inning number four, we go to trivia. This is where we end, end our uh, show on two baseball trivia questions each. If it's a tie, we go to a third one. If it, we don't break it, it's like kissing our sister. It ends in a tie. The Fanatic is up four wins to the coach's two wins. And, of course, we have one tie. So uh, last time out, uh, I went first. It's your turn to go first. So you're going to be the visiting team. My first question. Okay, let's scroll down. Okay. All right. Which one of these most valuable players never appeared on an MVP ballot except for the year he won it? Vita Blue, Roger Clemens, Dennis Eckersey, or Willie Hernandez? Ooh, uh, I got to go with Willie Hernandez, 1984. You are correct. Oh, Guillermo. I hate giving you I hate giving you multiple choice questions, but I had to do it. Oh, and I was so, that was tough because my guess right. was not on that list. Okay, all right. Seventy one was Vita Blue, Roger Clemens in eighty six, Dennis Eckersley in ninety two, and then Willie Hernandez in eighty four. He was a reliever. He was a three time All Star. Uh, what else did I find out about Willie? I oh. just lost my notes. Yeah, on he Willie. was the shutdown guy in Sparky Anderson's bullpen right. for the eighty four Tigers. You got it. All right. Let's see, right. if I could, let's see if I can tie it. <laughs> okay, my most exciting player from the NL West was Mookie Betts. Now, he has 11 home runs for the month of May. Who has the most all-time home runs for the month of May? I will give you a hint. He is a Hall of Famer. Nope. He is not a Hall of Famer, but he should be. <laughs> Crap. I think I blew the deal. Go for it. Uh, Mookie Betts. Who has more home runs than Mookie Betts for the month of May, and he's not a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Someone who hit more than him in a month of May. It's pretty impressive. Oh, I would say so. But I have no clue. I'm going to go with Barry Bonds, 2001. He had 17. That's That would have been a good guess, but I had no clue. I, I was thinking about... Five different other people. And that's why I had to back it up. I'm like, I at least want to give you more of a shot on this one here. All right. Continue. I'm I'm sticking with my uh, MVPs as far as pitches go. No, no multiple choice here, buddy. You got it. Who had the lowest ERA of any pitcher to win the MVP? Ooh, to win the MVP. Ever. Uh... Bob Gibson. And that's a good guess, but not a good, good, not the correct answer. Okay. I want to hear this. You could have, you could have went back to the, to the multiple choice question. A lot of people would have guessed Raleigh finger, uh, uh, Bob Gibson, but it was Raleigh fingers when he won the MVP for the Milwaukee Brewers in 1981 with a 1.04 ERA. Throwing darts at a bullpen. 1.12 ERA. Yep. That. I would never have thought that, and that is an awesome question. All right, here we go. So, can you name me the last team to go a full season without being a victim of a shutout? And I'll tell you this, they didn't win the series. The last team to go an entire season without being shut out. 
I guess you're going to get win number five here. I'm just, I'm, I'm oh, going to have. Good. What? That just feels good. So uh, I'm just going to go. This will shock you, but what's what your guess? I'm just going to go after with the New York Yankees. Ah, believe it or not, the 2000 Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I would never got that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I don't know again, why I really felt the need to put the dagger in there, but uh, I'll take the win. All right. So raise the flag outside your little teepee there. So he gets the red, the red W flies the blue or red. Oh, I fly the blue W all day. Blue W, the blue W. That's right. He has to fly the blue W. Well, once again, it's been a great show, Kyle. This one went really quick. Uh, I can't believe we're already 38 minutes or 37 minutes into this. So uh, once again, we'll keep on top of what's going on. We'll be back next Tuesday night. And uh, like, uh, well, I guess I got to end it on a, uh, not a, not a happy note. Please say your prayers for all those people in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, like I said on my show Saturday, it's not supposed to happen in schools, nope. especially elementary schools. I just don't know what it's coming to. So, uh, and I'll also say a prayer for the uh, Calvary family who just lost uh, a teacher and his uh, wife and two sons. Just a crazy world we live in. But you know what? That's why we go to sports because sports takes us out of that world and we can enjoy something for a short amount of time. And uh, then we have to come back to reality. So God bless. Our happy escape. God bless you, Valde, Texas, and God bless the Calvary Day School family and the Leffler family. Well, we're here every week. And remember what I say, whatever you do tomorrow, whatever you do in the next day, what are you going to do? Always hit it out of the park. And until we speak to you next week, may it be what? Your best week ever. Great show. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with another Who's on First Base baseball podcast. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner Network. God bless. Talk to you later. Catch you next time.